God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen, he doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whispers. Welcome back to another white-hot, riveting episode of The God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. We are the God Whispers, I guess. We still are. We don't whisper a whole lot. No. We're pretty loud we're more than anything. <laughs> we, we should be like the God we, Shouters or something. We need to attenuate. Attenuation. We are that still small voice in the back of your head late at night. We are the most fascinating men. The, the, no, we are the, the, most the world's most interesting Lutherans. World's mo- that's what it is. See, that, that, I, That's I right. We are up. the sound of one hand clapping. Yes. The truth consults us. <laughs> Chuck Norris <laughs> takes Chuck Norris lessons from us. <laughs> That's right. Chuck Norris learned how to be like Chuck Norris from us. <laughs> now, somebody commented that we laughed too what, much. All that I have to say about that is, <laughs> we're that funny. That's well, the problem. That's true. You know, this is genuine laughter. This is not nervous laughter. This is not. Uh, anxious laughter. This is genuine laughter because we crack each other up. Well, and we're looking at each other, which is a funny sight. That is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Let's do some basic uh, housekeeping. We're we're so interesting. The Lutheran Confessions subscribe to us. Wow. There you go. The manly (laughs) doctors of divinity, the irreverent (laughs) reverends of religion, Disturbing. The world's most interesting Lutherans. And the world's most disturbing yet compelling Lutherans at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 626-593-7713 or Manly Doctors 13. I haven't checked the uh, Skype in a while. Uh, so if you want to call us Manly Doctors 13, we'll probably play. I guess it's not working. We'll probably play your calls sometime around Christmas if I get around to that it before works. then. Yeah. What about the other stuff? I'm burping over here. Yeah, you are. Lunch it's is coming out of both ends. Lun- lunch it's just, it's <laughs> lunch is, is, is refluxing on you there. As Shrek would say, better out than in. Oh, that's, email that's godwhispers at gmail.com, the mothership godwhispers.com or .org. And we have a commercial. We, it's in, it's, it was in the hopper. We were supposed to play this a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what it is, but I just, I just didn't know we have a sponsor. And uh, we're supposed to have played this commercial. Is it, is it is it this one? Inquire no more, you feral beast. This beasts. is a nation <laughs> that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. God's should... elect know the we're time late on this one. When judgment day is coming, but the unbelievers they don't know the time. God has commanded us to warn them that the sword is coming. The whole world has to know that Judgment Day is near. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We have to talk about this. This is not an option. We have to say it again and again and again. May 21, 2011 is the Day of Judgment. Please go to familyradio.com and click on How Do I Begin? Well, there you have it. Where do I begin? <laughs> I, I had a Larry Flint video queued up because this is Larry yeah, Flint's long lost there. brother. <laughs> what, the, he, the way that he, talks he and Harold here. sound just the sound the same? Well, they sound very, very, very similar. That's all that I'm going to say just, there. You just can't beat that Harold camping madness. Uh, never failing... To beat to death a dead horse. <laughs> oh, yeah, my goodness. Well, you know, what are you The gospel do? of the kingdom. Please go to familyradio.com so, and click on How Do I Begin? Yes. But it turns out that Jesus did come back. He, he came back spiritually. Well, no, he, right? didn't, he didn't come back. Or it's just judgment. It was judgment, and he yeah, judged spiritually. Contact I had with him, but... Now, who is this? this Harold this is, Camping? This is Larry Flynn. Short oh, it's Larry. Time after that, my secretary called my office. He sounds like a dirty that. old man. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. He's talking about Jerry Falwell? Yeah. 
unannounced. He knows Jerry Falwell? I said, well, send him in. There's, he snorted. And so he came Wait, There was own. a big lawsuit, I guess, uh, because he he kept attacking Jerry Falwell, and he, he made the point that Jerry Falwell is a public person, and so... Uh, Regular uh, May regular laws of defamation of character and other stuff like that. You got a little reverb going there. It is the day of judgment. 21st. That's actually in the uh, in the commercial. October 21st, the day of judgment. Is the coming. day of judgment. Now, apparently, according to Harold's press conference, which I have, I have the audio on. You know, on, on uh, May 21st, I was busy uh, downloading everything from his website because I knew that May 22nd, that website... You, you are a visionary, would, sir. ...would not be there. Let's see what Larry's talking about here. And I was probably the only guy in his entire inner circle of oh, people man. who know him. I could just tell him he was full of it. There know? you go. May 21, 2011. I think he sometimes <laughs> took the criticism serious. I don't know. It's the day of judgment. That, that court case. Is- oh, that's Henry Rollins. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, what are you going to do? Well, we'll leave it up to the discerning listener. Henry Rollins, fascinating guy. Lead singer for TSOL, True Sons of Liberty, uh-huh. punk band from the 80s. Uh, poet, artist. Interesting guy. Anyway, that's all that I got to say. <laughs> there. Now, I noticed that they, they like to use the King James kind of language and oh, yeah. no, receiveth and, yes, and that sort of thing. Yes, that, that's right. And, and this kind of goes along with uh, Ra'el. You, you can't or beat Ra'el. That. What's his name? Oh, Ra'el. Yeah, Lord Ra'el. Ra'el. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who, yeah, that, who posted that on, on that, that's Facebook? A, I can't remember who posted that. Was it that, Whitmore? Or? That that's another hot one. Yeah, and, on. and he, uh, he supposedly appeared on May twenty first. Oh, he popped up on May twenty. Yeah, the, the YouTube, the YouTube for Lord Rael. Now I'm pretty sure that this guy travels the Renaissance Fair circuit. Yeah, I've seen him. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen him up in Milpitas. I, I think his his uh, wife wears a very bosomy kind of Renaissance <laughs> outfit and oh, serves yeah. uh, legs of of turkey at the at the fair, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but this guy. Of course, he's got the fake British accent. You looking it up? You getting it? Yeah, I am. He's he's got the fake British accent just like Jesus had. (laughs) Because, you you know, you've seen the movies. Why doesn't Jesus have a talk like a Jew? That's what I want to know. Well, what I like about it, I I was watching a little bit of the Lord Rael stuff, and and one one of the things is that in his kingdom they will all speak English. Really? Which I can go for that. You know, I, mean, I can't that, even find anyone to speak English at Costco these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's a there's a good criterion for the heavenly kingdom, isn't it? You got to speak English. Well, at least I don't have to learn another language. Let's so see. Here good. we got Lord Rael addresses the world. Oh, Lord Rael. Yeah. So so the, you know it's not like <laughs> and uh, things like the monologue. No, that's Larry Flynn. Live and, uh, the first public address. Very dramatic. You always have to start with Handel's Messiah. Yes. You know, well, if you're Lord Rael, you yeah. Do. No, that's right. And then they've got some stuff from the Knights Templar. So Dan yeah. Brown is all over this. Ah. Well, when's he going to talk here? Well, you got to have the musical introduction first. Interlude. Oh, behold the Lamb of God. This is really a good part of the Messiah, too. Boy, this is becoming favorite. more blasphemous by the second oh, this with is, this guy, huh? This, I, think, I think atheists Wait, are behind he's going to speak here. But if I know... No, that's... <laughs> stop that. I've got as little recognition after spending three and a half million dollars. This has, this has no, a long I trailer I never went the distance on that case because if people don't care... <laughs> I'd speed it up, but my inter- my my, uh, Larry, my internet connection is slow here. Maybe if I uh, pause Larry over here, you get a little we've better got, bandwidth we've, over there. <laughs> yeah. I've got. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but the sword. I'm waiting for this Fabio this Fabio guy to show up. We're we're going from disturbing yet compelling to just disturbing at this point because this isn't terribly compelling at this point. No, not yet. I mean, but it is good. It is good uh, handle though. I like handle. He was a Lutheran. Am I mistaken in that? Wasn't he a Lutheran? 
Handel? Yeah. Oh, here he is. Here he is. All rise, Lord Rael. He kind of looks, he kind of looks like something out of Monty Python. Yeah, he's not a good-looking man. Well, did you notice that? Did you see the other one with his triumphal entry on a donkey? No. He, he, My oh, here he is. Children, I am Rael. Inquire no more, you I feral am your beast. King, and I am your lord. My lord. And I have arrived. Arrived. As promised. Nice. To reclaim the throne of my father. Man, does he talk slow. You ever heard pastors do this in the pulpit? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. All of a sudden, they go from talking like this to talking like Rael. Do you you think think that this guy is like a... Maybe he's LCMS pastor. He's My wearing the proper vestments, isn't he? Be pleasant. You know, I've heard some LCMS pastors <laughs> with that faux, that faux British begun. accent. I know. I just laugh. I giggle. As has your judgment. I can't take that any I'm longer. thinking of someone in particular right now. Oh, that's, that's man. Bad. The madness is just, it's just, you know, I think this, this is all eschatological sign in and of itself. See, I think, I think Harold Camping has unwittingly become an eschatological sign. Inquire no more, you feral beast. Are you going to keep using that over and over that's, again? That's all, my whole response. <laughs> to, right there. to what? Harold Camping? Yeah, the whole thing in general. So what did, what did you think of the whole May 21st debacle now that we've been kind of through that? Well, at 6 p.m. Pacific time, isn't that when Jesus was supposed to return? 6 p.m. Pacific? Uh-huh. Or am I mistaken? Six, well, no, 6 p.m. wherever. Oh. It was, it was supposed to be a rolling rapture. Ah well, and, and, I, and so there was this rapturefail.org uh, that that <laughs> where you could kind of sign in and, <laughs> and as 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 it kind of rolled from east to west, and at six o'clock rolled, they had these little red markers where people were checking in that they were still here, ah. so you could watch the failure of the prophecy as it as it sort of unwound. From, I get it, but but I was driving on the freeway at six p.m. You were. Just in case I did get raptured, I wanted to take out a few heathens while I was at it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know. Not just, bad. Just saying. Uh, and then I went and uh, barbecued meat and drank alcohol with friends. So that was good. Well, did, you have, did you have one of those rapture parties? Uh, of sorts. Rod Rosenblatt is going away for the summer, and so we had a little uh, last hurrah send-off for the summer with Rod. So that was not really a big rapture party, but... I, th- I think maybe a few people felt raptured. Let's see, we've got a we've got an interview with a Harold Camping follower here. Let's see what that's about. We're standing on the corner of Hollywood and Highland and Hollywood. Nice. Oh, by us. Harold Camping follower here. He was predicting the end of the world <laughs> in 113 days. Oh, this is old so, news, baby. I'm going to ask him a question. No, nah, we're not going Chris. for it. We're not. He goes out every week. Wait a minute. I know that guy. <laughs> is he one of your parishioners? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, forget that. Now, I, I just want to say something. Uh this is completely unrelated, but we do have a retraction from Joel Osteen and the Hopper. And also, because wait, 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 coming. Wait. Yeah. Osteen's retracting? Yeah. What? Is, is hatred of bacon. He's, Seriously? He's himself. And you want to hear it? So, I, wait, I wait, wait. He, are you, you know, we devoted Bacon Mondays to Joel Osteen. Yeah. Well, and, and because, like a pig, because of his bold uh, renunciation of this... And the fact that summer is upon us, I have taken it upon myself to add two Bacon Mondays. It's also my time Mondays for a double dispensation of does grace. That, does that come before or after the bacon? What, what's the uh, With, before, and after. I'm suggesting bacon for breakfast. A lot like in, with, and under, but totally different. My ties for, for, for before dinner. Do my ties well, have umbrellas? We, they can. Dude, I don't drink anything with an umbrella in well, it. Well, then you don't have to have an umbrella. How about how about a wedge of pineapple on the rim? Would that be good? I like that. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go that. So, what, you, got, you actually have sound? Let's talk a moment so, about pork, oh, that's Joel. ham, bacon, pepperoni. And, of course, this has to do with anything that comes from a pig, a hog, a swine. And I know some of you love pork chops. You love ham and cheese sandwiches. I grew up on all that. I love 
bacon. God knows what's best for us. The pig will eat anything. A pig eats waste and garbage. That's this is kind of gross, but a pig will eat its own dead child. Child. I didn't know they had later, children. It's sent to the slaughter and butchered. In a few days, it's on your plate at home. Mm. And as I said, I love bacon. I made changes, not only for my health's sake, I made changes to honor God. And as I said, I love bacon. And as I said, I love bacon. He loves Boy, bacon. He really love likes bacon. bacon. And, and he realizes now that bacon honors God and it's good for you. Makes sense to me. We've been saying that all along. Do you think he, maybe he listens to the God whisper? <laughs> I don't know. If he does, he's going to be shocked that he actually retracted this. So... <laughs> So, so okay, so that was a pretty hack editing job. The, the, I'd say, the question, still. the question that I was asked on issues, etc. Yeah, is is should we consider Harold Camping a false prophet? And if so, what should we do about it? Um, what was that? Well, I'm hearing voices. Uh, should should we? Well, yeah, he's a false prophet, and I say that we drag him out to the edge of town, throw rocks at him until he stops moving, but. Most people aren't willing to agree with me on I this. think he's a loon. He is a loon. That's what a loon sounds like. I just assume listen to that than Harold that's, Camping. That's a beautiful thing. Isn't it? That's quite a call. That's very nice. Um, I think uh, my answer to, to Todd when I was talking about this was he's a false prophet in two ways, not just one, because a prophet foretells things and he foretells the word. And so Camping foretold something that didn't come to pass, which in Deuteronomy, that's the test of a false prophet. If he says something that doesn't come to pass, then you know that the word was not from the Lord. Okay. Because prophets weren't future tellers. It's not like they could they could predict the future. It's that history oriented around the word they spoke. What about Nostradamus? Well, we'll see. Um <laughs> No, it, 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 people I think misunderstand how prophecy works. It's not that they it's not that they can see into the future, but because they're speaking the word of God, which does what it says. When they say it, it's as good as done. Hmm. So it's like you know when God says, "Let there be light," then that ever thereafter creates light. So light is always ca- called into being by that word. So when a prophet speaks the word of the Lord, it's, it's essentially happened. The event has happened in the speaking because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, if it doesn't happen, then you know that the Lord hasn't spoken it. So you've got, you got a charlatan on your hands here. Well, So yeah. strike one. Strike two. And he's, he's pulled this before. September 1994. 94, yeah. Wrong. May 21st. Uh, 2011, but now he's saying it was it's a, a spiritual judgment. Spiritual judgment. Yeah. So basically, everybody's fate is sealed. October, but he didn't prophesy spiritual judgment, did he? Did no. he say Jesus is coming back? No, that, no, he didn't say Jesus is coming back. He said he said that the believers would be raptured. Oh, the rapture. But now he's saying, see, now now he's now here's the fun thing. He apparently is denying that there's a, a, an actual physical rapture now. Oh, okay. Now you and I can't argue with that. I, so he's got two things right: no rapture, and there's no such thing as a millennium. So he's almost a Lutheran. <laughs> That's Harold Camping, the Lutheran. Now he's still calling. He's still calling the October twenty first uh, eight ball into the corner pocket. Yeah. So when that comes and goes, then that's strike three. I hope he's so, right. So he's he's done. He's done. But he also... But, but a true prophet, he doesn't get three strikes. No, in, in, in the you, Old you Testament, get you get one. One, one strike, and, and then, then they throw out. stones at you. Yeah, stoning. Man, I'm moving to the Middle East. You, you like, you like that? About the, about the rock throwing You know, thing. I'm kind of peace-loving. I, I just like to heap ridicule. The problem is I'd be getting stoned, so that's yeah. not a good thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, or I can move to Northern California. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I went out and found a couple of Harold's uh, followers, and I actually got some audio sound bites from them. And, and I asked them, I said, what's your response to, to not going in the rapture? And this is what they said. I agree with them. I know those guys. <laughs> are, are you saying that followers of Harold Camping are sheep? No, they said that. Oh, didn't you? Hear they it? sounded like sheep. They they did. You know, I went to a I went to a state fair in Kansas 
uh, my my in laws are are farmers from Kansas, and and when I first, you know, city kid from Chicago, you don't hear sheep very often live. And <laughs> live, but you hear them dead. No, I mean like in I would person. Try, try to hear, wrap my head around. You this. hear you hear recordings of sheep. You hear people doing bad sheep imitations. You know that kind of thing. Ah, I see. But you, you know you rarely see a sheep. And, and you know when you when you hear them live, they they. They don't sound. It sounds like somebody doing a bad imitation of a sheep. Kind of does. See, that's real though. I think somebody actually recorded sheep with this one. Yeah. Not. Wait, what was that? The, that's not sheep. No, that's a. We have a, we have a menagerie going on here. Okay, here's the one that I want to know though. Let me finish my uh, point. Uh, okay. He, yeah. He's, he is false prophet in a second sense though, and that is that he wrongly interprets. And applies the word of God. So he has got, he's got this peculiar hermeneutic, this peculiar way of interpretation that he alone has and nobody else has. It's very mathematical. Well, it's bizarre. You know, it, well, there's an element of truth there. Numbers are symbolic in some parts of the Bible. Yeah. In fact, numbers are very often, are, are usually not literal or should not be taken literalistically. But they have they have symbolic meaning as the number uh, they represent. So twelve is always like Israel, you know. Ten is always a number of completeness. But he he ascribes all kinds of weird numbers, and then multiplying them together, squaring them, counting the days, aligning the calendars. You know, it just gets bizarre. But see, the the real test is that he alone has this interpretation; nobody else does. Mm. And it, you know, we always talk about that, don't we? What's what's right. the what's the test of of ortho, a litmus test of orthodoxy? Uh, or at least a negative test, is if you've come up with something nobody else has, it's wrong. Well, therefore, exegetes are wrong who go for their Ph.D. in exegetical theology. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's the problem. See, with... that's, that's why they're always suspect to me, is in order to get your Ph.D., <laughs> you, you gotta, have to do something unique. You have to say something and new. And in 2,000 yeah. years, you know, I, I know one guy who actually wrote, and, and this was kind of interesting, sports metaphors in the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. I I think there are plenty. I, I I think there are plenty of new topics to discuss from the scriptures, and that would be one of them. Sports metaphors. Yeah. Um. I have a colleague in my my circuit who is going to give a circuit uh, present or a, a district pastors conference on on sex in the Bible and all the sexual innuendos and all the you know like the Ezekiel stuff. The prophets use really colorful yeah, uh, innuendos. And, <clears throat> so I mean, you could you Who's could do doing that. that presentation. What. The sex in the Bible presentation. He's not. He was going to, but he's oh, not. Oh, oh. Yeah. That, that was Nick's. The program committee said, yeah. Too racy? Too racy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the pietists have a feigning spell there. I've, I've read a couple of good articles on foul language in the Bible. That, that would be good. enough. Didn't you do something on, on foul language Lu- and Luther? Yeah, Luther's use of foul language to the glory of God. <laughs> one, of my, one of my papers at seminary in, in uh, Reformation uh, uh, history. But see, that, that technically speaking is nothing new. You're just simply, you're, you're, it's neither a new interpretation no. nor is it a new application. Application. It's just simply looking at certain things in a text in a in a new yeah, way, or highlighting just, certain. I things. I basically compiled a bunch of stuff and then explained these people needed to be cussed out. That's pretty much what it was. Well, yeah, and and, <laughs> and so you could do the same with the 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 sort of the racy metaphors of the Bible and conclude something about. Um, you know, rhetorical speech, for example. These are all examples of of, of rhetoric and how you get people to listen. And uh, the the Bible is actually really a really interesting case study in in rhetoric. I'm of the firm belief that if you drop an f bomb in the pulpit, everyone will listen. Well, that's but I mean, you've seen YouTube on that where people that's, are that's people are probably also going to be like your last Sunday. You'll there, be like, yeah, you'll you'll be done. <laughs> you'll, you'll be done. You know, it's kind of funny because because people would just absolutely. I mean, they'd melt. They'd be mortified. Oh yeah, if you dropped an f bomb in the pulpit. And I'm not going to do that here gratuitously, just to you know call up a homeschooler alert or something. No, but, to, but that would be because fun. we do to, things just to call up the homeschooler alert. We we do things for pedagogical purposes around here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is serious Christian radio, compelling, disturbing, but serious. <laughs> um, 
but but people would get all bent out of shape. You're absolutely oh somebody Whoa. left his phone on. Whoa, that would be me. Whoa, who's calling there? Someone from eight five eight area code. Is that the Bay Area? Where is that? I don't know where eight five eight is. Any of you who know where the eight five eight area code is, call the God Whispers hotline and let me know. Although I'll probably find out. We ought, we should take that call on the air. Uh, <laughs> well, could be that, a creditor or something. That, that, I don't that, know. That could prove embarrassing <laughs> to you. You know, you never know what's going to come up Paul there. Receiveth correction. Oh yeah. God's elect knows. I like this guy's voice. When judgment day is coming, but the unbelievers they don't know the time. Oh man, is that Larry Elder? Is that? It kind of sounded like Larry Elder, didn't it? <laughs> hey, Bill. How do they know what a dinosaur sounds like? Because they got a recording of one here. Let's hear it. That's Brontosaurus. How'd you know? I, I went to the Kansas State Fair. <laughs> Brontosaurus riding uh, races there? No. The Brontosaurus but, races? But that's a category. You know what I mean, you have your show, you have your cows, you got sheep, and you have dinosaurs. They're delicious. I love a good Brontosaurus. With bacon. Burger. Yeah. A yeah. Brano burger? Brano burger. Don't, <laughs> I thought I just turned off the sound on that thing. What the heck? You've got some good. What are we gonna? We've been getting a lot of a uh, lot of commentary uh, and some email suggestions that say uh, that we need to take up another series again. Yeah, I suggested that we do liturgy or liturgia, as they like to say <laughs> in the Greek. Liturgia, as it were. Yes. What, what are you doing the over heck? there? I'm just looking at my email. Pay attention, we're doing a show over well, here. I'm looking at, no, I'm looking at God Whisper's email, but but you were yeah, you you were suggesting no more, you feral beast. <laughs> you, were, you were suggesting that we uh we we do kind of a uh a run through the liturgy, huh? Now I was with Henning with the Heidelberg disputation. And and Henning we, really wants the Heidelberg disputation. We, we, we should take that up sometime, but I agree. But you're a little bit afraid of it for some reason. I'm no, sure. I just I don't think it'll be interesting. <laughs> It's theology of glory, theology of the cross. That's only one of the theses. Well, we could focus on and that. And nobody, nobody really knows what they're talking about with that anyway. Well, That's another one of those convenient uh, labels that we just kind of sling around. You think so? Yeah, it's like pietist. Define for me what a pietist is. Uh, someone with an inward-looking faith. Inward-looking faith. Yeah, that one, would be one that looks to himself instead of external or external. So then, how as, do you how do you respond? Geeks like to say, how do you respond to a pietist who says that's not right? Well, that's where did you get that idea? <laughs> did you get that idea from within yourself, See, because, or did you get it external? Because here's Was the beauty: because Pietism does not rely on on objective, you know, uh, statements and standards. Of, in fact, if you begin to use objective statements and standards of faith, then you are in, a, in an orthodoxist mode. So, Pietism, I've concluded, is whatever it is, it is whatever you want it to be, um, whatever works for you. Well, that's very postmodern of you. Yes, to think that way. Yeah, Pietism itself is postmodern. But see, I, well, one of the problems I had in engaging Pietism was I couldn't get a I couldn't get a definition of Pietism. Now, I maintained what you maintain that it is it is inward looking. It 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 messes with the subjective rather than the objective. Right. And and you know that it's it's not about word and sacrament, but about it's what right. God's doing with you on your insides. Right, so and you would agree with that. That's it's spiritual. It's it's gnostic, is what it is. Oh, you think it's gnostic? We've got a new uh, gnosticism. Is not about your insides. That's about getting well, caught up in the spiritual it's all realm. Spiritual, and there's there is nothing tangible. No what we got here? We've we've got a new bacon song. We're gonna go out on here. Chicken with no feet. Because <laughs> it's easier to eat. <laughs> Apples the size of cantaloupes. Squeal like a pig for me. Hey, now that's beeping. We're running out of honeybees. But hey, we've got cubic peas and corn that grows off the cob. And they call it Frankenfoods, like it's some kind of monster. And yeah, I'm scared of it too. But there's still one thing out there. There's still bacon It still grows on the bacon tree It still wants to be inside of me And it's still super healthy Yeah, there's still bacon 
still super healthy. There are cows that eat other cows, and pigs that eat chickens. And every Christmas day, there's a turducken. Your grandpa's carrots, and these ferrets used to be birds, and they call them Franken foods, like they're some kinds of monsters. And yeah, I'm scared of them too, but there's still one thing out there. They're still bacon. It still comes from the bacon tree. It still wants to be inside of me, and it's still super healthy. Yeah, there's still bacon. The key to everlasting life relieves your stress and your strife. Will satisfy your wife. Yeah, there's still bacon. Bacon sun shines on the bacon grass. Vitamin bacon in every glass, and it will help you kick Popeye's ass. Yeah, there's still bacon, and it will help you kick Popeye's ass. Welcome back to the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirla. Well, we laughed on bacon. We came back on bacon. That must mean it's Bacon Monday. It's about bacon. It's all about bacon. You know, it just occurred to me, this show plays on Pirate Christian Radio on Monday. That's exactly right. That's and why it's so, Bacon Monday. Bacon Monday. That's Very nice. right. Wow. We, when we left, we went out on Bacon Song. Which, <laughs> by, which, by Matt the Electrician. Matt the Electrician. Fine artist, Matt the Electrician. Oh, you know, he's, he's going to go far. And this is Mika Kitty, M-E-E-K-A Kitty, with Jason Monday and Alex Carpenter. This is the bacon song. The bacon Somebody song. Somebody posted this on the God Whispers website, or uh, Facebook, I think. This is just, this is a flashback to the 80s with bacon. It's, it's which really. is is making me real happy because, you know, I'm going back to my youth with bacon. You are listening to the most interesting Lutherans in the world. Disturbing yet compelling. When we speak Latin, we do it in Greek. Wow. That, we're that good. <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> I do it in Hebrew, personally. That, well, there, there you go. Let's see. But Greek is more fascinating. It's a little more exotic than Hebrew. We've been declared think? anathema, but we reinstated ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> We we briefly held a heresy just to see what it was like. <laughs> I think you used that one on the first half. No, I didn't. No? No. You've got a whole list going there. The Pope consults us before he speaks ex cathedra. <laughs> right, right. That's true. Have he's you heard from him? Uh, he hasn't called me for a week or two. I, I don't know. I think maybe he's been on vacation or something. Where does the Pope go on vacation? When we change a collect for Sunday, CPH recalls the altar book. <laughs> Oh, here's one appropriate for Bacon Mondays. Pilgrims travel from far and wide just to eat bacon with us. This is true. Nice. Yes. Nice. Hey, 
I've noticed that uh, I haven't been able to get any Neiman Ranch bacon at. Uh, you know, I have. I've I've seen that. I think we've created a worldwide shortage. Yeah, at, at Trader I Joe's. I had some they, very defective bacon the other day. Last three times I've been at TJ's, no Neiman Ranch. I, you know, now I'm concerned because I thought it was just a local phenomenon, or yeah. my, my wife just went at a bad time because she she came home with some kind of this dry smoked bacon. Horrific. That'll just about make the you only angry. about the only thing that's good for is you fry it up and turn it into bacon bits. But but I mean for your basic slice of bacon, it was just very disappointing. This has to do with anything that comes from a pig. <laughs> it's Joel. I made changes to honor God. And as I said, I love bacon. He loves bacon. He loves bacon. I love bacon. That's the threefold bacon, right? Yes. There. That's like the threefold hallelujah, except yeah. bacon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how many look, people are rolling their eyes right now? Let's, look, let's look at the mailbag here. Yeah, uh, Godwhispers at gmail.com. Is that M A L E or M A I L? Uh, it's M A I L. Should be M A L E since we are the manly doctors. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but I'm looking at. Email. Uh, oh, let's yeah. see. Eldon writes, thanks for nothing. Yeah, you're welcome. Regarding, you get what you pay for. Regarding our last ever pre-rapture <laughs> episode, when no I way. saw that you were doing your final episode, I thought, great, that God Whispers t-shirt my son gave me will now become a valuable collectible. <laughs> By the way, we, we are so interesting that your back hair and my beard have turned up on eBay. Yes. <laughs> Well, I have had sweaters knitted out of it. <laughs> he says, I'll finally be able to retire in luxury. But as it seems to have turned out, this was nothing more than a cruel hoax. Well, I guess if I'm going to, have to retire in luxury, I'll have to go to Osteen's church. Wow. So there. Wow. That's pretty rough. Hmm. What else do you have over there? Let's see. I have a response for that last email. We have, Inquire no more, you feral beast. <laughs> we, have, we have somebody who just likes to quote the uh, catechism oh, geez, in, blo- in block quotes. So, okay, uh, what do so, we have So here? we have, what is confession? Uh, oh, comment from uh, Karen. Uh, Drinking and ammo are always a good combo, she says. Now we're talking. Keep up the good post-rapture work. Lori writes, "You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You show about you, your show about the rapture was irreverent, mocking, and belittling. And it is for that reason that it is now my favorite program. Excellent, so, excellent. There you we go. We need to send her a free something from the swag store. David, David. Oh, the, by the way, uh, Annie, Annie Stick Shift. <laughs> Good old Annie. Wait, yeah. You know, this this takes me back. Did you see what happened? Oh, you're probably not. A, you're part of that group, I think. Well, the the uh, the the fourteen thousand posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I sort of instigated that by saying, you know, <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the God Whispers endless thread, and then it just took off. I had to actually check off, sign off of Facebook because I couldn't do anything without that that notification thing every five popping. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we owe her a, a T-shirt, a signed T-shirt from the swag store. And was she's, that what it took to get her to stop? Well, no, no. She's she's <laughs> she's all excited about this now, and and then she's going to send it to everybody who participated on the fifteen hundred comment. Wow. Uh, oh man, you know, and these are adults. These are these are adults with real jobs. Well, when you get a God Whispers T-shirt, it is a bound, banner day and church bells everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've known them to go off. That's right. When the UPS man arrives, so we uh yeah so we're we gonna got... we're gonna be sending uh, Annie a uh, God Whispers T-shirt signed by the manly doctors of divinity themselves. Yeah. Um, David writes. Uh, you guys recorded two weeks ago. Okay, that sh- that shows who's trusting in God's word and who's trusting in camping out of out on their own predictions. Keep up the good work or the great shows you prove that confessional Lutheran teaching is really the earthy truth. Earthy truth. Earthy truth. So yes. that's, yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, our, our uh, Southern Hemisphere correspondent uh, Henning uh, sent us a sermon. Now, now we do also have a uh, new a contact, Southern Hemisphere contact. Oh, we do. We got new, in Australia. One? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we do. We'll have to. We'll have from to the land, land down under, down under, and and of course, he and Henning are kind of 
rivals because of their rugby taste and whatnot. So. Well, we're going to have like a Vegemite sandwich with with an Amarula chaser. Yeah, yeah, and and of course <laughs> the the American Eagles rugby club is just so pathetic that I have to wish that I could be fans of either the Australian or South African. Well, you're, you're, you may have to choose. Yeah, Henning sent us a sermon. Here, uh, yeah, don't, the, don't read that. I'm not going to read that. It's a little I'm, long. It, it, it is. Well, I, yeah, I was going to have Doug the dog read. It. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, um, I think it's a student sermon. I, I, um, hmm, I don't know. But okay. anyway, yeah, I don't know where it comes from. But but uh, I was reading it. It was on prayer. You know, it's about the uh, the uh, neighbor at midnight. The parable of the ma- neighbor at midnight. Come banging on the door. Yeah, come banging on the door, looking for bread. Wow, that's, that's that'll wake you up. Yeah, that's shocking when someone comes at the door. <sighs> you know, the problem with this post rapture um, period of the God Whispers is we've run out of material. You know, we weren't planning any. We had nothing planned we're, after we're May twenty first, and so so we're basically freestyling it here and uh, hoping for the best. Hey, did you have a twenty four second Bible study prepared? Uh, you know, I think I think we could do one. Would. Uh, you, you were talking about it as we were prepping, and I, I don't I, know if you actually have. Yeah, no, I, I've, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go on that. If, if, uh, and, and the question, should I ask the question, or well, should we it, wait? Why don't you feed me the question, and then I'll ask. Well, you. it's, it's in, it's in line with this herald camping, okay. and, and that is, is, is manly doctors. When, when will the rapture occur? Okay, okay. Are you ready? Because I've, I've got the. Uh, here it is. Following is a God Whispers 24 second Bible study. Bill, when will the rapture occur? Well, first, Craig, uh, there is no rapture in the sense of Christians leaving suddenly, but all the believers will be gathered together at the coming of Christ, and that day is unknown. Jesus says, Acts 1 7, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has fixed by his own authority. Man, I even got it in under 24 seconds. You've just heard a God Whispers 24-second Bible study. You never know when he's going to pop in. Well, the thing is, I have this in GarageBand, so I move it back and forth all the oh, time. Oh, do you really? Just, right. just so that... Oh, no kidding. You know, if you go 20... Are you flexing then, it on? Yeah, I didn't I'm know that. It. That's that's. So it's just how fast I can You know, somebody somebody accused us of... of uh, that one picture uh, from our video accused us of running a Mac commercial. <laughs> I'm I mean, really like, it with the accusations. There's like... Yeah, you know... I've had it with accusations. It goes with celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, guess. Wolf Mueller has to deal with this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 12 listeners. Did, did you Wolf see, Mueller has like Did you eight. see where Fisk that's, was banned in the Philippines? No, that's nice, though. For, for, <laughs> for running. No, it was, it was for, uh, for running REM's uh, The End of the World as We Know It. <laughs> and EMI. Uh, oh, EMI actually banned plucked, him? Yeah, well, they, they plucked his YouTube. Or, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just um, in the Philippines, though. Yeah, I guess just in the Philippines. That's it's just a hot market for piracy there. I guess were, were the guys in like the that. Philippines? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, the guys from uh, REM and I like to think that we're just or? one cease and desist letter away from uh, oblivion. Well, I have to find out about this from but, Fisk. This well, is interesting. Well, Fisk, Fisk is milking this like crazy. He, he's a man. You know, I, you know, I have listeners in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, two. Okay, come on. I mean, all you need is two. <laughs> do we have any listeners in the Philippines? I if you're, if you're in the Philippines, drop us an email. Where, where do People email us these days, Bill. At GodWhispers at, God whispers at gmail.com. GodWhispers at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, GodWhispers.com or .org. Yeah. You can check us out. Or even comment there. Did you have uh, greater or lesser attendance on May 22nd? My attendance was lower. You were low. Which was really interesting did you, to did me. You, did you then go and loot their homes? No, but I should have. Yeah, uh, I, I put up a notice on Facebook that if you're not in church on Sunday, we're coming to loot your stuff. We've we've had a, a few uh, unfortunate situations in my church with uh, burning cars and other things. What? Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning what? Yeah, one, one of my person, Damien, you know, good old Damien. Uh, he pulled into his driveway and his car just started smoking out of the <laughs> no. he, oh, he just made it spontaneous home combustion yeah. of the automobile. So, uh, I guess there was some exposed wires and whatnot under the hood. This is a variation on the internal combustion engine. This is the spontaneous <laughs> the, combustion the external engine. combustion. Wow! And uh, so yeah, so there, so did that chase visitors away then? The smoking vehicle. On. Well, this was after work, so it had nothing to do with. Church, oh, okay. But, 
but he's had a hard time getting to church. Well, you know, I mean, people use any excuse not to come to church. So if somebody's yeah, I know. vehicle That's is pretty smoking, weak. you know, oh, my car caught on fire, so I can't come to church. You know, what's next? I have I, a. I'm I'm in a coma, so I can't come to church. <laughs> Pathetic excuses. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that coma excuse just doesn't <laughs> extend. I mean, I'm just not simple, especially when the people who are in a coma have left the voicemail. Yeah. I, no kidding. How do you react to this situation as a pastor when somebody announces ahead of time they won't be in church on Sunday for some lame-ass reason? Yeah, Jesus will be there. <laughs> no, well, sorry, I mean, you, sorry, you won't, Jesus what, what do you, will. What do, you, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, I mean, depending you know, pastor, on how, how lame the reason is. Oh, and then and then you get this, too. I get this variation is, is I won't be at your service on Sunday. <laughs> It's like, you know, I put on a little concert for some friends. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes they're going to a baptism or something like that. That's not lame. Right. That's, that's excusable. No, I, I, I put it on the category of lame ass. But, uh, not, not yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I have baptisms, confirmations. We're going to Disneyland. Being in a coma. Yeah. Yeah. The Girl Scouts are going to Disneyland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know where Jesus is. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be worshiping. Yeah, have a good time. Yeah, and sorry, you're getting ripped off. It's, uh, Disneyland might be fun. I am amazed no at at, at people who um not, and I'm not I'm not including here people who have no control over their their work time. Right. You know, like like we have we have friends and acquaintances who are say firemen, EMT workers, uh, people who work shift do shift work. You know, where you're just assigned. That's a different thing. I know people who agonize over this as Christians because you know they get assigned the Sunday. Sunday morning slot, yeah, and they they have no choice. Uh, but uh, but I'm talking about people who actually have control over their time, and then they want you to pray about the finances. They want you to pray about the family business. They want you to pray about whatever they're. And then uh, I can't I can't come to church. I got to go in the office, or I've got to you know I've got to take care of something at work, or I've got to. It's like that couldn't wait till eleven o'clock. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's almost as ludicrous as as the the church, the the uh, the, the the church councils or the meetings or whatever that go on during Bible class hour. Well, have you ever seen this also, where uh, the church service gets underway, and there are people doing stuff in the church office. Oh, yeah. And, and they come walking in somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the gospel reading or something like that. And, and, and you, you, I saw you before church. What were, what were you? You heard the bell ring. We've yeah. got a bell tower. You heard the bell ring. I mean, you know, what were you doing in there that you couldn't stop for 45 minutes or so and then resume again? See, what, what amazes me is that that if if I were doing this to a, another fellow human being, I wouldn't have the guts to look him in the eye. Yeah. You know, but here we come in prayer, asking God to bless us, bless our congregation, you know, watch over, keep us. And it's like, oh, sorry, too busy to hear your word, dude. I got, I had stuff to do, you know, I had, I had to, I had to catch up on email or something. Yeah. Just amazing. Right. Just, just, well, my solitaire game was, you know, I was I was in the middle of it. Hey, uh, we've got just twelve minutes left. You want to get into some liturgy talk? Oh, here? instead of ranting about congregations, yeah. Well, I'm, kinda, I'm, know, I'm afraid I'm going to say something that'll come back and bite me. That's do you a, do you think that pastors should be on Facebook? Yeah, I just don't think that they should have parishioners as friends. Oh, I love defriending <laughs> parishioners. <laughs> It's really fun when you're defriended by a parishioner. I don't mind offending your parishioners. No, but, no, no. But no, mine no. are easily offended at at the drop of a hat. So you know, <laughs> mine are funny. Uh, the the uh, the 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 parishioners I have who are on Facebook are really funny. They have a good sense of humor, and I really enjoy their their posts. But uh, uh, it, it's risky business because it's like it, it's like how many people do you actually trust to see you as yourself? Yeah. You know, without the Sunday morning smile, without the the glad handing, without the uh, you know covered in umpteen robes. I and came home else. from a three hour church council meeting and put on Facebook. Sometimes I feel like Moses reading, leading the Israelites for forty years. Oh, we're offended. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? The, the stinking meeting went on for forty years. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I never post on congregational stuff. <laughs> no, never. you are wise that way. Never, but but uh, yeah, I had to defriend a few that that week. <laughs> defriend. I have. I, I love that concept of being defriended. Oh yeah, I, I got defriended for. Uh, uh, hammering on Chuck Smith. Well, I didn't even hammer on him. I just posted an article about right. his rapture mania stuff. And yeah, 
Girl so what? So all the evangelicals defriended you at yeah, that point? Yeah, a girl from high school. Man, yeah. they just climbed all over that post, too. I saw you got... Uh, oh, yeah. But, it was, it was but it, admit, it, admit it, you did it for the attention. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, I don't know. Also for the theological point. Hey, what divine service are you guys using this week? Uh, we all, we use uh, the, the settings in seasonal rotations. So right now, being in the season of Easter, and Easter being a seven-week season, sort of, um, we're using divine service setting one from LSB. Oh, we haven't used one yet. That's the Hillert setting. And uh, Hillert? Richard Hillert uh, wrote the wrote the music for it, and it was actually written for uh, LBW. Did he pay you money to be in here? Uh, in no, <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, he was it rather, doesn't work that way. He was very flattered when when um, the hymnal committee uh, told him that they wanted to continue using his setting. Now, was this setting one in the blue hymnal? It was setting two or three in in LW, ah. uh, but it was also an LBW. Or I think it was DS originally written for LBW. People yeah. like it for the very triumphant. This is the feast. Yeah, that's a good one in here. And the reason that we have it is, uh, or that we use it now, is that we we like using this is the feast during the season of Easter in place of the Gloria. Yeah. We've been doing uh, uh, Divine Three, which is the TLH. That's the old TLH, yeah, yeah. Um, TLH uh, five fifteen, rather. Uh huh. Fifteen, and actually. It's, yeah, fifteen, yeah. but with communion, yeah. Uh, and and we've been doing the same divine service forever, and it's been hard to get people to expand their repertoire. So now right. we have two and three under our belt, and uh, I would like to do the seasonal thing like you, but I'm afraid that some people will forget to. So I think in the season of Pentecost, we're just going to go month by month. Like yeah, actually, one month two, one month three. One during month the three, during month. that or, that long ordinary time of Pentecost, uh, the summer season, the green season, uh, we do approximately. I wouldn't say we do month, but we do like seven week um, little groupings where we kind of go through all of them. I even use that that um, Divine Service Four. It's kind of the hymnic setting. Yeah. Um, wasn't that DS3 in the blue? No, it was. It was it, it's kind of a variation on what was in the worship supplement. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's not Luther's, Luther's German mess, the Deutsche Mess. <laughs> or is that pronounced Messe? It's I, just a mess. I just say mass. It, no, it's a mess. Um, no, that, that's five. We, we, don't, we don't do that. I don't even break that out at Reformation. Um. I mean, our pattern is Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Divine Service 3, Old TLH. Uh, it really sounds Advent, Christmas, Epiphany. I think it works really well there. It's great glory and excelsis, the well, whole deal. Rael um, would do it because it's got the Rael kind of language. It does. Yeah. It has It has that, that faux Jacobean English. You know what? Just, if you're uh, going to do that, maybe you should just break out the English accent. I think so. Because an American accent with the vouchsafe forsooth kind of stuff just... Uh, I, especially I miss, if you're in the Midwest with the twang. I, I miss the hath holpen of the Magnificat. That's <laughs> a, the, he hath holpen. Man, do you wish you'd talk like that again. That was just so cool. Uh, and then during during um, Lent and Easter, we use Divine Service 1 uh, for the triumphal This is the Feast yeah. at Eastertide. And then in, in with Pentecost, we switch to Divine Service 2. And uh, stick with that for a while. But as you say, summer kind of grinds on. Yeah. And and so then we we sometimes go back to one. We'll go back you to three. Long, we'll try four. Season yeah, just... we'll do a we'll do like a four four to seven week or so period on each one. Kind of review them. But it's I think it's good to to vary the musical settings. Yeah. I although think so too. although I'll have to admit, and I grew up with I grew up with what we now have as Divine Service three. Um, chanted stuff lasts a lot longer than than musically through yeah. composed right. things those those just wear you out after a while mm-hmm. you get bored with it mm-hmm. um divine service 4 you, you can take about a month of sundays of that and then it's like <laughs> i can only sing thine the amen one more time but um or the the melody of that but uh, so what do you propose we're going to we're going to talk about uh the liturgy mm-hmm. Yeah, in a sort we'll just, of topical way or just something work like that. Through it and and you know talk about what is the intro it and the origins of it perhaps and why do we do it and then God only knows what rabbit trail that'll lead us down and you know that sort of thing. 
Well, you know, we only have about five, six minutes left. Why don't let's just kind of talk about liturgy? This is and, crunch time. This is when we get to business. Yeah, this right? is, <laughs> because this is the way I roll. You know, <laughs> that's right. I write all, my sermons the night before. All the content is crammed into the last five minutes of the God yeah, whispers. Just fast forward. It's like an NBA end. playoff game, really. Well, yeah. When you think about it, you know, yeah. I, I pick it up about fourth quarter. Eight ten minutes left. It's like the whole game in a in a, in a nutshell. Well, you know, with college basketball, I tend to watch the the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, yeah, know, the, well, I, I same thing. I don't watch the rest of the year. I don't watch much. a single NBA game during the year. Right, and then on about playoff time, I kind of size up who's in it. Yeah, you get into of, March Madness. And yeah, all that. yeah, same with hockey. Yeah. Don't watch any hockey during the year, but but playoff time comes, I'm all right. over that. Yeah, yeah. And now with hockey, it's best to stick all the way through. So with hockey, I, I DVR the games and then kind of speed watch them. But, uh, but with basketball, you just need to catch the last five yeah, minutes or much, so. And, and if, if you didn't, the game's a blowout long ago anyway, sure. so who really wants to waste your time? Right. Um, so let's start with this. In the divine service, let's, let's talk about that first of all. Divine service... Where do we get this word from? Mm. These words, divine service. Yeah, yeah. Divine service, I think, is actually a um, a Lutheranism, right? Not I, a, I, not Luther. I don't know any other churches that? No, no. They will call it worship, worship service, which is kind of a redundancy. The I hate mass. The, yeah, the mass. Luther. Yeah. That's what Luther called it. That's what the confessions call it. You know, we retain the mass. Blah right. blah blah. Uh, but divine service, I, if I'm not mistaken, is is just directly from the German Gottesdienst. Um, so you have the word goddess, gods, the the, the genitive of, of God, and and dinst, dienen, to serve, uh, the service of God, and that goes back to liturgia, which is liturgy, which uh, yeah, is service. Yes and no. I mean, I think it's the German attempt to uh, right. to render liturgia, uh, which is the the Greek, uh, which really referred to your your public service on behalf of the city, right. Uh, so it was kind of out of the political realm, things like that. You know, there's a lot of debate about what that means. The thing about um, a, a genitive is you don't know whether it's objective or subjective. Is it we who are serving God or is it God who are serving us? Yeah, you beat me to that us? question there because that's always the big question, isn't it? And, it, you know, if you ask a native German speaker, you just say the term Gottesdienst, and that's the word for worship, right. and ask him what's the direction, he will say from us to God. Hmm. That is, it's our service of God. That's the native meaning of that. If well, that it has, goes back to pietism a little bit there also. I wouldn't say pietism, but, but that's, that's kind of the... the yeah, but no, I mean, our understanding, our theological understanding of goddess dense divine service is that it runs both ways, yes. that God serves us and we serve him. So he renders his service to us and then we render our service to him. And there's that, that back and forth. It's a two-way street. Right, and and a lot of the ways that... If it's done properly, that you know what's going on is what direction the pastor's facing. You know, that's a that's a Luther Reed thing from uh, from his commentary like on Luther on Reed. the on the Lutheran. Are lit- you going to smack down Luther Reed now? It's it's really artificial. I mean, it it it, it it's, it's not imported. consistent. Well, yeah. but it's not consistent. No, either. it's not. Because there, there are 100%. places, there are places where it just simply doesn't work. In well, in then, his day, the words of institution. See, nobody had a freestanding altar, right? And so they were speaking the words of institution in what would would have been called the sacrificial God to us position. That is the pastor facing the same direction of the people, right? Uh, with a freestanding altar, that's corrected. But then, see, the prayers are now spoken facing the people. The symbolism is different. Right, there. yeah, and and I don't have, n- neither do you, a freestanding altar. No, I have, in fact, I had a guy come You've in You've got once. a cool umbrella over your altar. We, no, it's gone. It's oh, been, the, it's the been gone for gone. years. I haven't noticed. It's been gone for years. But we had a guy once, we were interviewing a guy uh, for an organist position, and he was a Roman Catholic, old school, so Tridentine Catholic uh, kind of... And a pre-Vatican II loyalties, Latin Mass, the whole nine yards. He takes one look at our sanctuary, and he says, oh, it's lovely, a true sacrificial altar. <laughs> See, because in his, in his book, you know, the Mass, the Lord's Supper, is a sacrifice, right. which the priest, on behalf, of the, uh, on behalf of the people, offered to God. Right. Uh, and, and so, but the idea is he's facing with the people. Uh, so I think that that distinction is is kind of artificial. However, uh, there are two directions of worship: uh, what we call the sacrificial direction, us to God. I like to think of smoke rising the sacrifice, and the sacramental, God to us. I've gotten attacked 
when I had freestanding altars. Uh, you were attacked for, at a freestanding for, altar? Yeah, from another Lutheran pastor for not not going to the other side of the altar and turning my back to the congregation for the prayers and everything. Oh, so you had to go kind of ring around the altar. Right. Yeah. yeah. But see so. that's the thing is if you're going to if you're going to hang to that symbolism of which way the pastor faces, you're going to be doing laps of the altar. Oh yeah. And and it's it's just too artificial. I need my exercise. Uh-oh. Whoa. It's that time. Man, we had a good time. Yeah. Well, we'll pick this up next time. Thanks for listening to God Whispers. We'll catch you later. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that. He's one who will never leave you flat. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend.